ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, our dear listeners and viewers. Welcome on the Saudi Plus podcast where we delve deep into thoughtful, provoking topics that shape our lives and society. I'm your host, Juma Safari, and today we embark on an intriguing exploration of a topic that sparks numerous debates and discussions. Are men still relevant as providers in our current social context? The concept of men as providers has long been ingrained in our cultural fabric, but as social context transformed, it's crucial to examine whether this role still holds the same weight and relevance today. And today, we are here to definitely do the examination. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I welcome you on the Saudi Plus podcast. And do not forget to follow us on all our social media platforms on uh, Saudi Plus Twitter, uh, Facebook, Saudi Plus TV, and do not forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel and as well as on our SoundCloud. So uh, in the studios today, I'm being joined in by beautiful women and gentlemen ready and eager, very hungry to, ex- to, uh, to share with us uh, their experiences and great insights into this uh, topic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, first things first, introduction, and I'll be starting on my immediate right. We are happy to have you on the studios today. Please introduce yourself to our dear listeners and viewers. Uh, thank you and good morning to the listeners. Um, called Jean-Marie Nguruziza. Um, I work for Sonke Gender Justice and based in South Africa. Uh, we are more than delighted to have you, Jean-Marie. Thank you. Hello, beautiful lady. Please introduce yourself to us. Hello, our listeners. This is Zara here, Nakaung. I work as the Innovations and IT Support Officer. Oh, Zahra, assalamu alaikum. <laughs> we are happy to have you today. Um, please introduce yourself to us. Yeah, my name is James Tumsime. I work for Richer Hand Uganda. We are happy to have you, James. Uh, my name is Temenko Stube, and I work for Sonke Gender Justice. Uh, we are happy to have you today in Uganda and as well as on this amazing podcast. Uh, is it okay if I call you Dube? All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, please introduce yourself to uh, us. Called Katwesije Edwiga Emili. I work at Richard Hand as an administrative officer. Wow. Good we are. We are happy to have you, Emily. So, um, my dear guests, I'm more than delighted to host this amazing conversation. And I'm really looking forward. And our listeners and viewers are really looking forward to listen from each one of you. So, to kick start with this conversation, I would love to pose uh, a question to James. James, how has the traditional role of men as providers evolved in, in recent years? And what factors have contributed to these changes? Thank you, Juma. And uh, it's important for us at this point in time to ponder the relevancy of what we call traditional roles versus the evolving context where we are living. You know, when I grew up, I was told that a man has to provide, a man is the one who goes to work. Indeed, my mother would stay home and my father would go to work. Mm -hmm. And of course, whatever he gets is what we share. Mm. He gives it to us genuinely. Mm. My grandfather was a hunter and he used to go off hunting several days mm-hmm. and he would bring meat home. Mm-hmm. I think those positions were great positions mm-hmm. with all their demands because mm-hmm. then if he went out to hunt for several days and brought meat, everyone would recognize that the man of the house has come. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it came with a lot of prestige, mm-hmm. it came with a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. And we have been socialized in many ways to think that that is the position. But the realities of the day have also changed significantly. Mm-hmm. We have beautiful ladies here working with us. They have mm. also left home, though we have left home on this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So the expectation is that they should take some money home. Mm-hmm. And perhaps their men are home. They may mm-hmm. not even be at work. Mm-hmm. So the men are now waiting that these beautiful ladies will bring money home. Definitely. And and these have influences on how, therefore, discussions around respect, discussions around authority in the home, Mm-hmm. are distributed. Mm-hmm. The 
issues, the things that predispose, for example, Emily and Zahara here could be education. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a context we are talking about employment with education. Mm. But you also know that in the school system, for example, in Uganda, there is a privilege mm. that is already given to the women mm-hmm. to be able to make it to the university, for example. Yeah. And in the last five years, you should note that in Uganda, the prevalent, the, the percentage of women graduating uh, with their first degrees mm. has surpassed mm. the number of men graduating with their first degrees, actually about 52 mm. to 48, 52% being female, mm. 48 being male. Oh, wow. And, and these have implications mm. with the affirmative action that the government is coming up with. For example, in the Ministry of Gender, you have the women grants. Mm. So gradually it is changing the perspectives of power mm. and inclining it towards women having more power mm. than men. Mm. It is also beginning to shape Mm. how formal and informal opportunities are tilting towards women mm. than men. Mm. And this is a good thing for the country as a whole. Yeah. So the real issue of discussion here should be, are the men ready to take on this new evolving society where they are not necessarily primarily being looked at as mm. the providers, but they're also supposed to be in a position where they can receive. Mm. And are the women therefore also able to accept the mm. privileges that have come with this transformation and therefore also be able to be in a provision role mm. and not to say that this provision role should be taken by one person completely, mm. but should be complementary. So our traditional teaching, the Sengas teaching, the girls going into marriage, the boys from their Kojas should be an, an evolving context of knowing that you're moving into a relationship where you have to share power Mm. to share prestige, to share privilege, to share mm. responsibilities. Mm. And I think this is where we have to be thinking and it's quite a tough journey for all of us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. I, I 100% agree with you, James. Um, and, and for me, uh, like, uh, like what I see in society today is uh, I've seen like, I'm seeing men neglecting um, their responsibility as providers. Uh, the fact that women can work, they can, uh, they can take care of their kids, some men have decided to become, uh, I'm sorry to say, to become sperm donors. Like, I'm, I'm, you may forgive my language, like jumping from one, ma- one woman to another, like I impregnate her. Um, if she's not cute enough, I mean, like not satisfying enough according to my needs, I don't know, like I would shift to another. The fact that she can take care of her kid, I'd be like, um, I, think, I think that explains why we do have really single mothers out there who are, um, struggling and i think this is really uh promoting a radical feminist movement of women who are angry who are suffering out there and they don't they don't really have and they don't want anything to do with men uh, i mean that's maybe an, an if an impact in um, the the changes i mean in the roles of men from the other people in other countries uh, you know, definitely i would love to go to yeah. to, to dube before before you um, share with us your opinion, uh, can you first tell us more about um, uh, Sonke Gender Justice? Uh, thank you. Um, uh, Sonke Gender Justice was uh, founded in 2006, and we are working throughout Africa. Mm. We work with uh, women. Uh, can you get your mic closer? Okay. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Should I start again? Uh, yeah, please. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, Sanghe Gender Justice was founded in 2006 and we are working throughout uh, Africa. We work with women, men, boys and girls to achieve a gender just uh, society and a gender-based free society. Mm. Oh, all right. So c- can you share with us, um, like, we want to take your opinion about um, the changing role of men as providers in in the current social context where women are being uh, empowered every single day, uh, maybe like we are almost at the same level. Yeah. um, In the recent years, we have seen uh, women taking uh, a leadership role, even in empowering their professional life and, uh, you know, um, seeing opening up of spaces in the leadership roles within um, the industries, within the government mm. sectors, within in, in so many ways. Mm. Um, 
and and and, and <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just that I'm not really programming based, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know if I can. St- <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay. Feel free, free, feel free to share. Okay. Um, yeah, but basically, I I, I think women uh, should be empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to move away from uh, patriotic values mm-hmm. where we say women should be confined within homes mm-hmm. and be dependent on men. Mm-hmm. We have seen that as a huge risk because some of them they don't get uh, the opportunities for growth and mm-hmm. because of uh, uh, the values that we uh, we were brought up on and therefore we see that they are limiting women and most of them they end up being single mothers in the event that mm. the breadwinner mm. um, decide to leave the relationship and that has created a huge burden on women and at the end of the day they don't have means of survival and some of them they end up staying like in relationships just because the main provider has to be a man mm-hmm. so i think there should be um a transformative approach in terms of making sure that women uh, and girls are empowered mm. to take up roles in society, to mm. you know, take up leadership in, in building their careers, mm. and also just awareness on how uh, they can take up opportunities to avoid um, uh, scenarios where they end up in abusive relationships and then they can't get out of there just because mm. of their uh, financial needs. Mm. So I do feel like there is a need for societal kind of awareness mm. uh, so that we can see uh, women uh, growing, women also being independent. And by independent, we can also live, I mean, collaborative in relationship without, you know, saying uh, we, we should be exclusive, but mm. we can, you know, uh, still holding the values of uh, family structures uh, because we want to see our children as well growing Mm-hmm. those family values and mm-hmm. yeah but um those um you know values that are patriotic i i feel like they do limit women in a certain way mm-hmm. and both in the mindset and societal in terms of fitting into the society and so forth but mm-hmm. um uh yeah we feel like those barriers they need to be which is the essence of what we do to bring that awareness, to bring that transformative, to ensure that everyone get fair and equal opportunities. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Dubi, for sharing with us um, those amazing words. Now, I would love to listen from um, the woman's perspective. So, uh, Emily, um, given the empowerment that is um, that is. I mean, all directed to women. Like, where does that leave a man? What do you expect of a man? What's his position? You're empowered. Uh-huh. So what about the men? Um, first of all, men uh, in the Bible. Mm. There is a quote. I can't quote it right. Mm. But it says that women, we are supposed to be submissive to our husbands. Mm, mm. And men are supposed to take care of us. Oh, wow. The opposite way. We are supposed to submit mm. to them for them to take care mm. of us. So it doesn't basically mean that we should be under them. Mm, mm. But it's 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 a way of giving them respect. Mm. Giving them that command in a home that you're the man. Mm. And I'm submissive to you. Mm. So me as a woman... Mm. If you're able to take care of me, mm. of course, I have to be submissive. Mm. But there is a part where men go wrong mm. and they neglect our needs. They mm. neglect us and they're not able to take up their responsibilities. Mm. So obviously, it makes us women not to be submissive to you. Mm. So at a point where a man is supposed to provide and he can't provide and I go out there, work, I provide for myself... Of course, that now puts away the other thing. Now, in my mind, I'd be like, oh, wait, I can now provide myself. Like, I can take care of myself. Mm. So basically, I think it's a two side ways. I think men have to understand that they have to take care of us. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that for us, we are submissive to them. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> talking about submissiveness of women. I mean, <laughs> Zara, do you have uh, an opinion you'd love to share with us? Yeah, okay. Um, me, uh, from the experience I have, not yet married, but then I've been with my parents. I have friends. But then I think men are now neglecting their roles. Mm. Why? I don't know. Maybe they see ladies as they are competitors. I don't get it. So their role now is just giving birth to kids. Then they leave them for the ladies to take care of. And I think it it's because of the globalization and the urbanization that is being evolving now that even the standards of living, mm. they are now a bit expensive and they feel like they can't afford a loan. Mm. So they be like, let, 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 let my lady help me. But then if the, the lady accepts to help, then the guy just relaxes, just sits down as long as the lady can provide. So they just be like, ah, she will handle, mm. she will handle. If she can't handle, I will get another one who will handle. Mm. So you're just being reluctant. Ah, wow. I, w- the women in the house today, I mean, they are saying that men shouldn't be reluctant. Um, I mean, so Jean-Marie, before I ask you this amazing question, first tell us more about um, the Generation G project. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the gen- Generation G or Generation Gender, yeah, yeah. it's um, a program uh, funded by uh, the MOFA, the Foreign Affairs Ministry uh, uh-huh. from Netherlands. And um, through Ratkas and Sonke Gender Justice, so there is a, a consortium mm. which is led, uh, the global consortium led by Sonke Gender Justice, Equimundo, mm. Abad, and uh, Ratkas. Mm. And the program has been implemented in seven countries, mm. so which one beneficiaries Uganda, South Africa, Rwanda, mm. Morocco, mm. Lebanon. Jordan and Indonesia, and uh, the program is targeting the young people mm. between the age of fifteen to thirty-two, mm. and um, it's got three uh, long outcome, which is one working with the community, mm. and also um, other one on policy, mm. but also um, and uh, community policy, and also um, um, yeah. Those are two, uh, mm. yeah, the community mm. and then policy and also other one for uh, building a civil society movement. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and also it's more, uh, it's got a five uh, principles. Mm. So like there is a um, accountability, don't know harm, but also um, GTA, gender transformative ap- approach and mm. also a meaningful, inclusive youth participation. Mm-hmm. So that's in most of those uh, five, uh, seven countries, the program has been implemented there. Mm-hmm. And we are great that here in Uganda, the program is, has been implemented by Rahu, mm-hmm. uh, Sehad, and Fida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through the uh, coordination of Song Gender Justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, th- thank you so much for the great work that you're doing. So um, I would love to ask you a question. You've heard from the ladies. I mean, they've set clear their expectations. They expect you as a man not to be reluctant to their roles, on your role actually, particularly as a provider. Yeah, yeah you get. So, uh, how does the expectation, how does this expectation of men uh, to be providers impact their mental health and overall uh, well being? Are these societal pressures, are they pressures coming from these ladies? Oh, is it as a result? Tell us. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, thanks for the contribution from other um, uh, colleagues here. Yeah. I think, uh, firstly, uh, we need to think and rethink mm-hmm. on those expectations. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we've been brought up or we've been born finding that there is a society expectation yeah, yeah. on what men are supposed to do, mm-hmm. on what women are supposed to do. Or mm-hmm. Then that has been even impactfully, mm-hmm. negatively to the, our young boys and young girls. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we grown up or been raised in this uh, patriarchy society mm. where um, we've been told that man is the head of the house. Yeah. Then when you start thinking, if man is the head of the house, what does mean? Mm-hmm. So you think in the situation where um, a man, there is a woman who doesn't say with a man, who doesn't have a man, but he's, she's got the children. Mm-hmm. And then who's the head? Mm. Then you go back and think where in the family where... A woman work and a man doesn't work. Mm. 
then when you see we are defending the the head what does that mean mm. but also um i think as this the new generation we need to go back on the drawing board and say no what we found or what we've been hearing from the society mm. especially from the men because we talk i think some people they talk speak about power mm. then you look at the issue around the equality and the equity mm. you know when we like there is over 200 years mm. where men has been ruling or been like told as a, as a head of the house mm. or head of in the society and i think one of our colleagues said that now ladies goes to school and then been educated yeah yeah even if you go to school our schools i think everyone got went to school i'm not sure if it was only like boys were like number one. Mm -hmm. then the ladies come after i know in my school there is a lot of ladies to a number one number two they will get even 90 percent yeah yeah and even if you look maybe at the workplace and we have as we say we have our sisters here mm -hmm. they are doing a, a fantastic job mm -hmm. and some of the job that they are doing there is a lot of men they can't do it yeah yeah so then what does mean in our society so uh and we also we speak around the issue around the uh, women empowerment mm -hmm. but then this uh as the theory of saying okay women empowerment empowerment mm -hmm. until when mm -hmm. because less women be empowered mm. and just give them the responsibility mm. so and uh, when we say that men has run away from the responsibility mm. i think within the responsibility in the household mm. there's no competition yeah so uh the what men should do the same women should do that yeah yeah, yeah. so then it's only we look at the issue around the equality and equity mm. where now we're saying okay men goes to school boys uh, if girls go to school and mm. the men go to school mm. and then we have same opportunity of work mm. but then we still having that balance of inequality yeah yeah so when you find that even if you are director or you head as a female you did you have mm. a high position somewhere but then they will see like some people maybe on the board who are men mm. and then they will see like telling you and you look even maybe some countries like in Tanzania we have a female president mm. we had in um Liberia Mm. we had a uh, female president even uh, in um, what um, in Malawi mm. but then uh how the men respect that female who's a president who's a leader mm. but then when um, sometimes i think if the lady goes back mm. her home mm. and then she have a family she has a husband mm. does she have to run to the kitchen and cook mm -hmm. but then if maybe as uh, i know that like my partner is a president mm. if uh, myself as a man go to the kitchen and cook doesn't gonna make me uh, not be a man mm. or not be a, a support mm. so sometimes we say this support and there's no support in the house or support uh, support because whatever you're doing in the household or in the society it's help you as a man it's help as a female but then we have to measure mm. how what kind like um, the information or dedication we got when we were still young mm. so i think um, from the elders my sister days mm -hmm. brought a um the scripture from the bible mm -hmm. but then i think uh sometimes when we take this connotation from the bible from mm -hmm. the quran there is a lot of but then when we go back we say okay those people who doesn't read the bible doesn't believe mm -hmm. so what kind of education we have to bring up mm -hmm. because uh it's you know we grown up in a patriarchy society and the system mm -hmm. so that i think just why they say okay women have to be submissive mm -hmm. but why men can't be submissive mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i think submission it's 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 have to be a compromise you mm -hmm. know like where the two people understand each other mm -hmm. and support mm -hmm. but then looking forward to the future generation mm -hmm. uh thank you so much uh jean marie for sh sharing with us uh our dear listeners and viewers you are watching uh, saudi plus tv and we are on the saudi plus podcast uh discussing uh, an amazing topic like are are men still relevant as providers in our current uh, social context you uh, to be part of this conversation you can always hit us up on our social media platforms on Saudi Plus Twitter on Facebook as Saudi Plus TV um uh, also do not forget to also uh, drop into our comment sections on our YouTube uh, channel and also share with us uh what opinions you have about uh, this topic so right about now we shall take a short break and we shall be right back um after the break thank you
What fuels your ambition? What drives you to succeed? Whatever the reason is, you need a companion with you to tell you that your dreams are valid, to fuel your passion and inspire you to learn every single day. Introducing the new age Saudi Plus TV, a fresh, easily accessible and content-packed platform for young people. A companion like no other to give you accurate and reliable information and guide you in making the right choices and take the right direction. A companion to open you to a Pan-African cinematic experience to help make sense of the world around you. A mobile companion that goes easy on your wallet and sticks with you all the way. Saudi Plus TV, your number one source for shows that matter anywhere, anytime. Download the Saudi Plus app on the App Store and Google Play Store or head to www.saudiplus.org. Today is a very great day for all of us and also today is a day that we celebrate young women and girls in the whole world. Uh, this morning our subject is bravery but specifically today, focusing on women and girls. For those of you who have been around, you've seen us go into lockdown and you've seen the so many bad stories that have come after the lockdown of how women and girls have been traumatized, of how injustices have been pounced on them. But those women and girls have not declared defeat. Bravery is about you standing up for what you want and chasing exactly what your goals should be. There is so much power we have as girls because we are preparing to be women of tomorrow. If I tell each and every girl here that drugs are bad, I know how bad they are. I know how much the choice you're going to make is going to cost you tomorrow. When we lack the guidance, Sometimes our dreams are so shallow. I had a dream of sitting in a car. When I sat in the car, I realized the dream was bigger than just sitting in the car. And I want to tell you young ladies here today, the brave girls here today, you can be something. Don't allow yourself to be labeled. Don't allow yourself to be boxed in. You can be anything that you want to be. An impossible journey is the one that you never start. But once you start a journey, it is very possible. So it is start where you are. It doesn't matter whether you're young. It doesn't matter whether you don't have the finances. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, start where you are. So long as the idea pops up, just start. I really believe that being brave is being inclusive. And it's really hard sometimes and it's really challenging. This event shows me that we're just at the beginning. But there's so much that we can do. And if this is the beginning, I can't imagine what the middle and the end will look like. But also would love to thank the brave women and girls that have stood over time to be examples or to be exemplary to our community.
When the world looks at you, they think <laughs> you're too young, not wise enough, nor strong enough to fathom the complexities the world brings, to break barriers and be the change the world seeks. But when I look at you, I see much, much, much more than that. I see strength and tenacity, boldness in your creativity, beauty in your diversity. Like a phoenix, you rise above every adversity. The world's not ready for what you've got in you. I see the sun rising upon a new day, shining a light on a new wave of champions, brave enough to find a new way. I see you with a vision of an ego and a heart for your people. I see you become a team that sets out to pursue a dream. With each and every stride you make, I see your golden heart. Selflessly giving to each cause you take, I see your hand. Selflessly reaching out, hoping the world sees the change you make. I see Amukasa from Masaka, Akorobe from Kotido, Amukoda from Palisa, Amutuzo from Kisoro, Anabimanya from Katereza, fighting against all odds for the rights of his generation, giving young people hope to live another day, educating young people to make the right choices. I see a pioneer of a new age, rewriting history on a new page, bathing a new generation, beaming with ideas, reconstructing the seven spheres of life. Oh, I see life like never before. I see you. Yen kulaba, ndabo mvubuka envumulo, o mvubuka eyefuba kokuwanyi sempologoma yobwa vunga tena chi. Nalo kulaba to today. To today kulaba. I see you pushing boundaries with each and every stride you make. I see you in a farm, a school, a hospital, on stage. I see you building your nation brick by brick. I see you bring your uniqueness to each and every fabric you weave. I see you thinking and working your magic, moving the world with every click you make, giving only the best you've got, engraving your name on the souls you touch each and every single day. Oh, I, I see, see you. you. Yes, you. And you. I see an icon. Welcome back, our dear listeners and viewers. Welcome back from that uh, short break. Um, as of now, we are getting into our second half of the podcast. And do not forget to share your opinions on our social media platforms. Please hit that comment section. Share with us uh, what you think about this amazing topic. Share your opinions. You can actually even disagree with any of our speakers today. And do not forget always to uh, check us out on our SoundCloud where all these podcasts are always posted and also subscribe to our YouTube channel. So to kickstart this conversation, uh, the second half of this conversation, I would love to pose a question to James. Today we are here to break the myth, break the silence and talk about these issues. These is issues are always... Um, in secrecy and they are always hidden in silence there is a, a boy a man out there who's really questioning his position james he doesn't understand what provision is all about we are talking about men men as providers what do you perceive of provision as a man yeah thank you very much uh, juma and i think the context has been built uh, from the other presenters yeah on how equality and equity should be established in our society between the men and women in a home. And that is important because the concept of provision has certain standards that are almost unchanging. I think as a man, uh, beyond looking at the material provision, mm -hmm. uh, there are issues of uh, providing time, mm -hmm. being available, mm -hmm. and... Uh, in a natural good relationship, that should be a very important factor of provision. Yeah, yeah. There are issues of uh, providing companionship, talking about things, 
mm. understanding what's happening in your partner's life or in your friend's life. Mm. Uh, that's very important. Uh, you're providing your life knowledge, your life experience with mm. that person. Mm. There are issues of, of, of the material sharing and, 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 and uh, being accountable to one another. Mm. So, for example, I mean... Uh, if you have a partner at home, you shouldn't come to reach a hand here and eat and feel good and then go back home and say, I've eaten, I'm satisfied. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, you don't know if your other partner has had what to eat or not. Yeah, yeah. So those are basic things that are, you should be talking about and understanding how mm. far each of you can contribute. You know, these days there is the saying of what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, the table is a big table. There are many, many things that can fit on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you don't only come to the table to want. Eh? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you can, whatever you have, because yeah, right. what runs a basic relationship, there are many basic things. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not have, I have interacted with a Muslim couple mm. where the man was not working and the woman was working. Mm. But, you know, you call it the gigs. In the gig, yeah. this guy would do. Mm. He had taken care for the last so many years of their marriage. Mm. He always made sure that his wife's hair is done. Mm. Mm. Even when everything was not available, mm. he would get money to make sure that his wife's hair is done. Yeah. On the other hand, the wife understood that my husband doesn't actually work. Mm. She would pay the school fees, mm. buy the food, and practically step in on all the other major roles in the home. Yeah. But the man was always there to make sure that if she wants to go somewhere, they are together. Mm. Her hair is always done at mm. his bill. Mm. So there were those linkages which made the woman secure and have the feeling, mm. this man does not have the money that I need to be me, mm. but this man loves me and he's with me. Mm. And these were expressed. He would pick her from work. Mm. You know, they would go together to visit the children. Mm. They would be in the house together doing the chores. Mm. These were all elements that uh, were answered despite mm. the absence of the big wallet. Mm. So the expression of provision sometimes is derogated by thinking that provision is money. Mm. I have been working for the last 17 years. I have not made enough money to make my wife happy. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are not even working. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they want to also be at the same level of mm. provision. Mm. So if your partner is not looking at all the facts mm. that constitute you to make you a complete person, mm. then I think provision will be misunderstood. Mm. And for me, that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, uh, James, uh, for that uh, insightful moment you've shared with us um, on, on the definition of provision as a man. So, Emily, as a woman, what do you perceive of, man, of a man as a provider? A uh, man as a provider? Mm. Well, first of all, it has to be wealth. That's I want security. you to define that provision. What what do we mean when you talk about provision? Yeah, when I talk about provision, I mean the security in terms of money. Mm. Because basically, if a man doesn't provide in Paper. terms of money, it doesn't make you a man enough. And that's, that is what actually leads women to go jumping from one man to another man. Because we have so many needs. We have nails. We have hair. We have clothes. Oh, wow. We have to look nice for you. Mm-hmm. So if you do not provide money-wise, mm-hmm. you're not providing man. Oh, man. Sexual satisfaction. Oh, wow. Okay. If you're not really that good in bed, a woman will always yearn to get good sex from any other man. Mm. So that is also, if a man doesn't provide good sex, then that doesn't make you a good No goes on. Yes, Mm -hmm. no goes on. Uh, There is love, care. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. put love and care because women, we are so sensitive. We love to be loved. We love to be cared for. Mm -hmm. So all the three of those Mm -hmm. I can define. If a man has all the three of those, Mm -hmm. then that's a providing man. Wow. So... As precise as she has been, for her, she expects a man to provide good sex, have the paper, and show her love and care. And I think with love and care is also another topic of discussion because also that has <laughs> has has an entire session. I mean, to define what love and care is. So, Zara, for you, what do you call provision? From a man's side, eh? I'll say provision is like commitment on everything you promise in a relationship. 
If you promise to love me, then mm. me after giving birth, you start showing me your bad characters, then you're not providing what you promised. Mm. So it's commitment mm. and love. Mm. Have to love me and I feel like, oh God. Mm. Like I can't get time to think about other men. Mm. I'm only thinking about you. Mm. That's provision. Mm. And also um appreciation. Mm. Appreciation must come from both sides. Mm. The lady must appreciate the guys and the guy should appreciate the ladies. Mm. And I think one of the reasons why men are now neglecting their um, responsibilities mm. is they are not being appreciated. Mm. We have some ladies, even if a guy provides like everything, mm. she will still not appreciate. Mm. Sometimes I be coming on border borders here. Then I see especially border border guys suffering on the roads. I be like, these guys suffer to put everything on the table. Mm. So I feel like they should be appreciated. A man should be appreciated. Mm-hmm. So if he's providing everything, mm. let's let let us ladies provide at least appreciation to them. Mm. So if so, if you're a man out there and you're providing, Emily said, a man you need to provide money. She has a lot of needs. I mean, you need to have, you need to give her good sex. If you're not doing that, to her it's not provision. And um, I think for Zahara, Zahara craves love and respect. Then in return, women should appreciate the provision. I think I got that right. So, uh, Dube, I'm, I'm going to ask this question to each one of us. For you, what do you perceive of provision as a man? When a woman tells you, provide, what comes into your mind? Uh, thank you for the question. Mm. Uh, to me, basically, I think uh, provision uh, relates being able to uh, support your family as a man. Mm-hmm. And by that, we mean uh, that all the family needs should be provided, and that could be in monetary mm. terms. Mm. But uh, in also in other aspects, we have realized that money is not the answer to everything. Yeah. There's an aspect of being available to your family, mm-hmm. which also matters. Mm-hmm. You can be busy finding money out there, and then at the end of the day, you are not available to family. Mm-hmm. So that, in its sense, you are creating a gap, and therefore it may constitute to uh, and providing because you are not providing your time. So mm-hmm. your time and being there for you know emotional support to your partner, and yeah. So I I, I think those are key critical uh, things that a man should uh, be able to do for him to be considered as a provider. Mm, mm. And I often have seen a lot of men uh, not playing their role mm. in, in families mm. and in supporting children in the event that there is a separation. And I do encourage those uh, men out there to be responsible enough and be providers to uh, and take responsibilities actually for their actions and mm. be there for the kids. The kids will still need them, even if they are still not together as uh, with the women, but we have to be there for our kids. So that is one point that um, mm. I really want to emphasize. The kids uh, need our support as men. They need the fatherly figures, mm-hmm. and therefore even whatever happens in relationships, but at the end of the day, we must be able to provide for our kids. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Dube. And um, one thing, like uh, growing up as a a boy, uh, my dad used to emphasize one thing. Be a responsible man. Any decision you make, anything you do, be responsible for the consequences and stand boldly and strong. Um, face them head on. Be responsible. Every time, every time I had conversation with you, it would be like, hold yourself um, responsible. Even in an argument, maybe you get mad and you go to him, dad, this has happened. You always be like, why did you allow it to happen? Why did you, in the first place, why did you get into that argument? If they boxed you, it would be like go back and uh, you can be like go and box him back if if I told you feel like you are he's in the wrong, you understand like 
men should be responsible for anything. Solve your issues. If you feel like going back and giving that blow, go and do it. If you feel like that's how you can achieve justice. But anyway, thank you so much, Duby, for sharing with us. And today I had a conversation with James. Um, uh, I, I was really caught in life. Like, I, I, there, there is a dilemma I was in. But when James was speaking to me, I felt like I, I, I wished my dad was, was the one telling me all what he was telling me. Like many's presence in, uh, to, like, to their family, to their women, to their children, I mean, is very, very crucial. Because what he has told me, I think I'll benefit from it for 10 years to come. And James, thank you so much uh, for sharing with me, uh, the, I mean, giving me that amazing advice. So I would love to lastly pose this question to Jean-Marie. For you, what do you perceive as, as um, provision? Thank you. I think listening from the uh, different uh, presenters and I found that I think everyone or mostly we have we might be having different understanding yeah yeah and we have different opinion mm. but um uh I think uh, for me it's not about money mm. I think as Tube said yeah you know and it's not about good sex yeah because it might even happen that men or men want it can is it can be good and the woman is not good mm. but then that doesn't mean anything. You know, in relationship, I think as um, uh, my sister has said, you know, uh, care, mm. love, mm. and respect, that's yeah. very important. Yeah, yeah. Because, and also I think the, the, the example she gave as a, a, border, a border man mm. who is like riding the border, looking for money and under the rain and get home and see not, there's no appreciation. But then I think the men and the women, both of them supposed to appreciate each other. Mm. But then also the scenario, I think, what does mean if I, as a man, have a lot of money mm. and you don't know even where does this money come from? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm getting this money because I'm doing some scam somewhere mm. or I'm robbing people, you know? Then I'll provide. I'll give you the, you know, I'll give you the money because if you thought, okay, the money that I'm giving you is a kind of providing. Mm. But then also you look, the issues in our society where we have a lot of young girls, a lot of young boys mm -hmm. who've been getting involved in some sexual activities mm -hmm. because they need to get money. Mm -hmm. They will go then they provide, they do, uh, they get, there is a like the issue around the sugar daddy, sugar mummies, you know, mm -hmm. it's happening in our society. But then what, what does promote? Mm -hmm. And then to promote mostly abuse, it's promote violence. And but we think that okay, I have to do this because I need I'm under pressure, I need to provide. But that's that's not really the meaning of providing. And you look even like some men, mm. you find yourself you're here in Kampala, mm. maybe uh, your family is in Bushenyi or somewhere in Kapchurwa. Mm. Then you are here, you come to Kampala to look for a job, you left your partner in in, in that rural area, mm. and then if you get money, you send small money, mm -hmm. but then you might even not getting um, money to, for transportation to go there and look after them because mm -hmm. what the family needs is not, a, not a, only about money. I think what uh, Dube say, you know, mm -hmm. like there is this, the, the uh, feasibility or visibility being there, mm. being together, support. Even, you know, sometimes I think some of us, you grown up in a family where you've seen your father maybe after five years or three years mm. as a young boy. Or yeah. as a young girl, what does mean to the family? Mm -hmm. Because this man will tell you that no, I have to travel so far mm -hmm. so I can go and look for the money. Mm -hmm. But then you find that the children they don't need only the money. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, only just maybe the small special need. If there is food on the table, mm -hmm. but also the father or the man to be present and mm -hmm. have a conversation with the kids, but mm -hmm. also the engagement. You know, because I think as I said earlier, the system we brought up the patriarchy system where there is this division, mm. where, uh, where there is a, the allocation of the need from the female, from the men, then it's brought a problem because most will say, no, if a man doesn't give money, he's not a provider. Mm. But that's don't, not really, uh, it's, the man is not a big need. Mm. I think the need is the care. Mm. If you care about your family, mm. if you care about your partner, if you're involved, mm. then that's, that's important. Mm. 
Thank you so much, Jean Marie. Uh, what I get from Jean Marie is love, care, and respect are very crucial. Are very crucial. It does not only mean that uh, provision does not does not only mean that you need to give money. Money, I think, is a secondary factor, but primarily, love, respect, and care is what we all need. Uh, James, um, I would love to take your parting shot. We are running out of time, and um, I would love to ask you to tell that gentleman, to tell um, that boy who's listening in uh, in uh, to this conversation, um, give them a message. Tell them, I mean, I wish you asked me to tell the message to that girl. <laughs> to, to that. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you can tell that it's okay. Yeah. And, and I think I've said, uh, and Jean-Marie has really just said it all and, and do be here. You know, there is no one single person who can provide for everything the other person needs. Yeah. That's not possible. Mm-hmm. So one is that uh, the piece of being provided for comes from within, mm-hmm. comes from what you expect from the start. Yeah. You see, if you're out there hoping that some Ugandan is going to come and give you their money, mm. and then from there you'll say they have provided, that's already a wrong starting point. Mm. You know, providing, giving is normally in relationships, it's a give and take affair. Mm. If there is this table and you're bringing something to the table, we shall share what's on the table. Mm-hmm. If you're bringing love, respect, and care to the table, we shall share that for the starters. Mm. If the money is there, we shall share the money. So whatever you want to get, mm. be willing to provide. Yeah, yeah. That's a sure. basic starting mm. point for mm. every mutual understanding of people. Mm. For whatever you want to pull out, be willing to push in. Mm-hmm. And and for the young men out there who are really coming to terms with their adult life and what relationships should look like, mm. uh, be prepared to be the best of what you can be yourself. Mm. And don't look at yourself thinking that you're incompetent because you can't provide money. Mm. Look at yourself as a competent person. Uh, Whatever else you can provide should be one to satisfy the Mm. inner you, the inner man in you, and you'll attract the right people to yourself Mm. who see what is good about you. And Mm. then you can have the discussion around everything else. Mm. Because if you begin from the point of what I can provide to start a good relationship, mm. that's already a wrong starting point. Mm. Be good yourself. The good will come to you. Be mm. selfish at making yourself a better person. Good people will naturally come to you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, uh, James, for those powerful parting shots. And I hope uh, our dear listeners, you really learned uh, from this. Uh, Dube, can I please take your parting shots? Uh, my final message uh, to the listeners out there, uh, particularly to men, I say, uh, let's be a responsible man and let's create a society uh, that is uh, adjust, uh, particularly to our kids, uh, to families, and let's embrace family values and be supportive to family mm. and be available mm. all the time. And to women out there mm. also, um, it is your duty to create a home. Uh, in our culture, we say a home is uh, a woman. So uh, they have their role also mm. to create a conducive environment for mm. men to mm. be providers, to be responsible men. And it's, uh, it's not only one-sided thing, but we all have to bring something to mm. the table. Mm. I uh, thank you so much to be. I would love to listen from Emily Zar. Zar, can I? Uh, what do you have to tell the world out there? To the men. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me start with the boys. Mm. They are not yet in families. They don't have families. They are not in relationships. Mm. They should look up to some role models, people who are thriving with their family, mm. with their families. Mm. But then those who are planning to have families, like love each other, mm-hmm. understand each other, mm-hmm. be prepared to support everyone in the family, know each one's weakness and develop strategies how to support each other. Mm. Um, 
pray together um yeah that's all then the ladies let's appreciate the small things with mm. being on the table they mm. suffer a lot mm. <laughs> uh thank you thank you so much zara uh for the powerful words uh jean marie to listen from you No, firstly, I think uh, thanks for this uh, this conversation is very important, especially to our society yeah. and uh, the young boys and mm. the young girls who are listening to mm. uh, this show, uh, because you know there is a lot of issues or information we get from the streets, mm. from our from our peers or their peers, mm. but then uh, I think we they need to go back and see you no. Know, even like for parents especially and when we are addressing these issues of providing mm. you know the information that we've been told as a young boy as a young girl you know how the young boy is supposed to behave and how the young woman or female is supposed to behave mm. and that has been mostly uh, provoking uh, violence in our society mm. where you find that even this kind of relationship we are talking about in the household where you find the men and the women they always fight because you know there is oh you are not providing for this you are not doing this you are not doing this mm. instead of understanding each other mm. and sit and uh, have a conversation mm. and uh, mostly i think communication has been a challenge in mm. some of the families when the family are not communicating mm. clearly mm. then they might not raise the children as it's supposed to be mm. so if uh, for the men, for the boys who are listening mm. you know uh making sure that you receive or you provide mm. care because you know there is some of the uh if there is no care mm. you can if you can't care for someone you never care for yourself mm, definitely because what you think you might think that i have everything but you become you don't care mm. you know but then at the end of the day is becoming a problem or issue so for the young girls and the young boys who are listening to us mm. be you mm. be a good role model mm-hmm. and be a person that tomorrow you want to someone will say no this is a person mm. this is a human you know uh then you become a change for the community mm. for the to the society mm. and then if where someone will see say no i want this is my reflector mm. as a mirror because we need to get people in the day mm. who can say no this are good role model as a young person as a champion to the community mm. yeah so uh yeah that's what i can say to the young girls to the young female but also um communicate with their parents mm. and also even for themselves to be questioned to question the parent mm. because if my son or my daughter doesn't question me mm. then it might one day affect her or affect him mm. because of you go to school they'll tell you this you go to your grandparent in the village they'll tell you this mm. but then let's allow our young boys or young girls to question mm. the society norms that we find or the culture issues you know for them to understand better and to become a good um a, a good children of this uh, this society mm. thank you oh how blessed we are to learn from you jean marie we are happy to have you i mean this has been so insightful ah emily and lastly please share with uh, our dear viewers and listeners you know Okay um my message to the young boys out there uh, first of all it has to start with the family mm-hmm. it starts with the father himself i mean the way the father acts in a family is basically how this young boy will perceive how a family should be so to the fathers out there i get you to nurture these young boys mm-hmm. uh help them so that they start taking up responsibilities from their right young age because mm. this helps them a lot mm. because sometimes the boyfriends we have right now treat us the way they treat us because they saw their father treating their mother just that way mm. so it starts from the father mm. to nurture the son to my ladies out there you can make any man provide for you mm. it just depends <laughs> on how you hold him Uh, uh first of all you have to be patient with him because it's not like all the time that man will be there for you. Mm. You have to compliment him sometimes, tell him he's cute, uh talk to him, be his friend. When you be close to someone, it's so easy for them to open up to you. 
you can speak his love language. Uh, love language includes uh, physical touch. So when you speak to someone with their love language, it creates connection. And when someone gets connected to you, I mean, if you ask for anything, then it's it's already and uh say thank you also it's it's so good to appreciate men because when they're appreciated they actually feel nice and it feels good everyone feels good when they're appreciated yeah oh wow thank you very much emily and thank you very much um thanks goes to you our dear guests thanks for coming through thanks for sacrificing your amazing time i mean your precious time uh to be to be here with us and to share with young people and uh, to our dear viewers and listeners out there uh, we have come to the climax of our podcast and uh, do not forget to subscribe to our soundcloud and also subscribe to our youtube channel to watch this um, amazing and insightful podcast until we catch up next time i've been your host juma safari and uh, special thanks goes to our productions team uh, ian and uh, maha thanks for the great job that you've done as well as travis uh, guys until we catch up next time ciao <laughs>